today on the Tim Manor podcast show, we've got healer Sandra Breen. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me the story about the pilgrimage? Oh, wow. I know you've said this a few times, like, but like you, you only give me a little bit. And obviously, mm-hmm. when I was on the plant medicine, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you again. So tell me about the pilgrimage, why you went on it, and tell me that experience that happened. So my story? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, um, all my life, since being a little girl, I've always been in fear. I've always been, you know, very much um, sort of in tune with other people's energies and, you know, and also as well, fearful, fearful of ghosts and spirits and things because now I know that I had a true connection. I didn't understand it then, you know, but I had, you know, I was always fearful of the dark and things because because of the way that TV is portrayed. You know, it's scary. It's something to be afraid of. Even Doctor Who and things like that. I couldn't watch anything on television because I was always fearful. Horror films, oh my God, you know, anything like that because it portrayed things as darkness and I was frightened. Um, so throughout my life, you know, I've always been absolutely blessed to, you know, um, do more voluntary work than paid work. So I've always been in service, you know, for... For many years, 15 years, I was a governor for the NHS. I sat at strategic board level, you know, and that role as a governor is a volunteer role because it's our job to hold the board accountable, you know, so we can truly speak our truth because we're there to represent the patients and staff. So I did that for 15 years, you know, sat around the table with a lot of big wigs, you know, I've sat with the health minister um, and um, really got involved and engrossed in the whole sort of system um, I knew it wasn't right, knew it wasn't really the way that we're supposed to heal people. Um, you know, a nurse goes into nursing to truly want to be able to support people and heal, but then they get lost in the system and they can't truly do that because of all that's, you know, all the pressures that are put on them. Um, same with doctors, you know, doctors actually go into wanting to be a doctor with the right vision of wanting to heal people, wanting to support people, but again, they get lost in a system. Um, so me, yeah, I, I, I took that as, you know, I was supposed to be there. Yeah, as many times I sat around that table and I'd put my hand up to ask a question and a lot of them would duck because <laughs> I'd always ask really hard questions. Uh, well, that was what my job was, you know. Um, I also, I created a childcare business when I wanted to go back to work. Um, I didn't believe in childcare. <laughs> I believed, you know, I was blessed. I stayed at home with my children and it was probably the most biggest achievement. I've got four sons. Um, but then when I wanted to go back to work, I wanted to create childcare business that I'd want to send my own children to. So I got together with a group of beautiful mums and we created a not-for-profit childcare business uh, where we support our community with um, outstanding affordable childcare. Um, And that's been a truly blessing, you know, working with families within our community. So again, I've always been in service. I've always been somebody that's been holding space for people, whether that's 65 children in a room or holding space at the NHS. Whatever it is, I've always been in service. So all these things you're doing before you found out the healing side of it you've yes. set all these businesses up yeah yeah yeah. I've, I've been involved in lots of things um, but did you know did you know there's always a, a void there was always something missing absolutely looking for something yeah what was my purpose what was my purpose you know i knew i was going to be in service for all my life but i was i knew there was something bigger i knew there was something out there that i needed to do and i wasn't sure what it was um I went into life coaching, I've done NLP, NLP master, which I loved because that was, you know, again, talks about the pathways in the brain and I knew there was something there. I was like, there's something there, there's, I need to know more. You know, I went back to university as a mature student and studied psychology at degree level, which I found absolutely <laughs> useless. Uh, it's just a series of 
arguments and theories that just don't make sense, you know. And we still look at Freud as, as an example of, of psychology. Um, and I knew that, that that really wasn't sitting well with me. It was like, no, it doesn't sit well with me. Anyway, so went through that and, you know, knew there was, I was searching. What is it that I'm searching for? What is it that I need to do? You know, I'm a trained counsellor, um, NLP master, um, life coach, created my own life coach training business. Um, you know, all these modalities that I was learning, I was like, but there's something more. There's something that we need to sort of... Um, do for mental wellness is you know because that's the biggest pandemic yeah anyway i went through my own healing crisis i you know things happened to me that i really was in a bad place um and i was introduced to plant medicine um my first introduction was ayahuasca and wow my first ever experience i knew nothing about it you know i was going in with my eyes closed i knew nothing about plant medicine i knew absolutely nothing you were scared absolutely fearless oh my god no and I, I was scared of course i was scared but I, my soul knew i was just like i know i know i need to do this but fear's a great thing yeah if you get over the fear and you do it it's like whoa anyway so i went to this place and Oh gosh, yeah, my first experience, from the first time I took the medicine, I was I had complete connection with the divine. Divine came straight through. And it came through to me as Blessed Mary, which is, I was raised as a Catholic. Um, so she came through and just absolutely talked to me and said, I've been waiting for you, showed me my whole life, presented my whole life in front of me. And this is why you've done this, this is why you've done this, and this is why you've been put there. And I was like, what? And I'm there having it's just sat in awe. Um, and then gave me messages, like clear messages. And I was like, really, what's going on here? Don't get me wrong, it was tough. I went through a tough time on that medicine because there was a lot of things that I needed to be shown in order to release. And this is what these plant medicines do. Yeah, I, I didn't realise that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. So it's clearing all the shadows, which yeah. is, you know, the dark side of us. We're all dark and light. We've all got the ability, you know, and the darkness has to be there for the light. Yeah. So I was shown lots of things that I've done in my life and, you know, getting a true perception of it. And um, anyway, so it was a two-night two retreat. And um, the next day I was like, I cannot do tonight. I cannot do tonight. And it was like the shaman who was blessing, very beautiful man. Uh, was like, I reassure you, you know, you, you will be okay and you don't want regret. And I was like, no, I don't want regret. Anyway, the next night was pure bliss. Pure, pure bliss. Where I was No taken, shudder. I, I, I sort of like was just taken to the most beautiful spaces. I went into different realms, um, sat with God. <laughs> no, it sounds crazy. I mean, who is God? God's just an energy, you know. Um, God is within us. We are God, you know. Anyway, I was shown so many beautiful things and I left... Um, that ceremony with a new sense of awakening like this is it and the people that were at that ceremony the healers and the shaman particularly were just like walking angels to me they were like and I was like this is my work this is what I've got to do um, and you felt I, you found you like you found your people I found my tribe yeah absolutely found my tribe anyway so yeah then um, that was it I was in hook <laughs> line and sinker this is what I was looking for so the plant medicine just absolutely changed my life forever. Like I talk about my life before plant medicine, I talk about my life now. The, it's absolutely polar opposite. I had a wonderful life before, but I was always searching for something, and it was plant medicine. When um, you finished that, and you could sort of like go and talk to other people, 
right? Because if you said that, that you seen the divine, the mother, the, oh, you, no, you, no, you're no, thinking, no. fucking hell, no, 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 sound the, like the, an the absolute. Thing is you, you, you don't talk it away. You know, I can't talk. To, I can't share that with with nobody. I shared it with the, the, the shaman and people that were there. And but yeah, no, I I I didn't share that because it was for me, you know, um, and still is. You know, it's it's my connection and it's my guidance. And, and we've all got the ability. Yeah, we've all got the ability. You know, and people say to me, "Oh, um, why were you chosen?" I was never chosen. I give myself up. I'm very disciplined in what I do to be able to have this true connection. You know, and uh, my work has just evolved and evolved and evolved. And um, we've all got the ability, but we'll talk about that in a, in a while. Yeah. Anyway, so getting back to my journey. Anyway, so yes, um, that was it. I was, you know, went back and, you know, anyway, did plant medicine lots of times. Then I trained with the shaman. I trained with quite a few shamans now. Um, and yeah, just opened myself up to, to a world that I believe that we all should be living in. A world of true bliss and true love, pure love. I mean, love is, you know, we got confused as, 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 as humans as to what love is. We think love is an intimate connection with somebody. Love is everything. Love is, first of all, for yourself. You know, self-love is everything. You know, it's, it's really what, what we should be doing is our self-care and self-love every day. Because if we can do that for ourselves, then we live in a different world. You know, how can we expect others to love and respect us if we don't love and respect ourselves? And that is, you know, daily practice. What am I putting in my body? You know, am I doing some exercise? Am I doing my meditation? It's a discipline and it's a daily practice. And it's called practice because we have to keep practicing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, self-love, self-care is absolutely paramount, you know. And um, so, yeah, so then just all the teachings and all the lessons that I've learned um, the wisdom, the wisdom is huge, you know, it's just like understanding things and knowing things that I don't even know where, how I know, um, and not disrespecting it, you know, and not shouting from the, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I bring into my work all the time, which is beautiful. Um, and I do believe that in my teachings now, and I mean, for lots of us who, who are light workers, you know, we're going from 3D into a 5D vibration. And it's here, it's coming very soon. Actually, this Friday is the 11th of the 11th, 22. It's an absolutely, a, a portal will be opened on Friday for all of us. And we're all going to feel different. And everyone's going to be going, what is it? What, what's this feeling? It's because we're doing a vibrational shift. And if we don't shift with it, you'll stay in depression, anxiety, all these different things because, you know, you're not moving up with the vibration. Yeah. So as humanity, what have we been looking for? We've been looking for happiness. And that happiness, we've been seeking from the wrong things. You know, the next house, the next car, the next job, the next relationship. When actually what it is we should be searching for is peace. Peace within. Yeah. Because peace is where true bliss is. And, you know, how do we live a peaceful life? Self-love, self-care, you know. So as we're evolving into this 5D, as human beings, we have five sensory beings. You know, we've got the five senses. We've got the smell you know, sound, touch, all these different senses that we've got. But we're now going into the sixth sense, which we were born with, but was taken away because of the restraints of society. You know, you give us a child before they're three and they are completely open to everything, but it's taken away once they start to go to school. School's no place for children. School is so outdated. You know, we put a uniform on a child and we sit them in a chair for six hours and we dictate to them. School only ever teaches a child to be employed. 
You know, we never look at children's real true gifts. You know, you might have somebody in your classroom who's a great tennis player. You know, you might have somebody in your classroom who's a musician. These are the gifts that they've got to bring to the world, but we're all dictated to in that chair. I don't know about you, but I don't remember anything I learned at school. No. You know, and I was dyslexic, so I, although I knew everything, I couldn't actually articulate it. You know, so in my childcare business, you know, we'll get, I'll get a parent who'll say, you know, um, Michael's, um, you know, I'm getting him a maths tutor. This is a seven-year-old. Um, well, why are you getting him a maths tutor? Because he's not very good at maths. I said, well, what's he good at? He's good at, he's good at tennis. Well, why are you not getting him a tennis tutor? Yeah. Encourage his gifts. You know, and, and we, get, we get very confused as parents because we're comparing our children to others. Your children have beautiful gifts that we need to nurture. And every one of us has a gift to bring to the world. And this is what these plant medicines do. They open us up and they, they actually um, propel us into an, a consciousness of understanding who we are as human beings. We are spirit having a human experience. This is just our earth school. You know, and, uh, so t t talk to me about that then, the plant medicine. You, you're doing the ayahuasca retreats and you, you, you're doing that for a bit. What happens next? So I was trained then. I was trained. I went, went on the training course. And then, so, yeah, so I've created my own ceremonies. Um, I work with different plant medicines. Where did the pilgrimage thing come in, into play? Where, when did that happen? As in? As in when you went... What's it called again, where you went walking around? Oh, gosh, I went to the Santiago Camino. Um, when, did you, when did you do that? I did that um, last summer. Right. And th that, for me, was, again, such a life-changing experience because the pilgrimage, um, it's a... A pilgrimage is basically where you go and sit with yourself and you, you know, you are actually one with yourself. So it's, um, it's a walking pilgrimage and you walk from... You know, uh, from into, we walk from France into Spain, and you know, you you walk every day, and um, it, it's actually it's it's I suppose it's classed as a Catholic uh, pilgrimage, but there's people who come from all walks of life. Um, so good, tell me that, tell me that story. Oh, what happened? So my good friend uh, Mohammed, he's a um, he's Muslim and he's a doctor, and um, when I was planning on going, I was, I was going on my own. He said, "Oh, can I come with you?" And I was like, "Okay." And do you know what? Such a great companion to travel with. Um, it was just truly profound because um, the first day we got there, you know, obviously we were excited and stuff. And then we set off in the morning at six o'clock. We'd met people, straight away met people along the way um, who were like, are you doing the Camino? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as we were on the train, as we were on the bus and we all sort of gathered together and then we all met in the morning. And as you're walking, you just meet the most beautiful people. Yeah. So we start chatting to people. So he's a doctor. I'm a healer. <laughs> And all these people we kept meeting, they either had a, a physical element or they had some kind of emotional element. And we were chatting and talking and different things. Uh, and there were some real profound things that happened. And again, my divine connection to Mother Mary is like, she is, you know, she's my biggest guide. And just as I'd be struggling, I mean, like one day, the first day we were not prepared. Oh my gosh, we didn't bring enough water. The heat was really hard. Um, and we had our rucksacks on our backs. So we were like, and, and it was going through the Pyrenees. Can you imagine? It was like up and down and we ran out of water and we were with a group and we were like, oh dear. Like, and everyone was falling down and we're like emotionally. I'm like, come on, we've got this. We're going to get there. And, um, you know, Mohammed was able to look after p p people's physical needs. At one point, one guy collapsed on the mountain and, He's there because he got cramp in his legs. He's at his feet and I'm at his head doing some healing on his head. And it's like, wow, you know, crazy, but beautiful at the same time. Um, 
And then you, as you walk, then you come to little villages and a lot of the time you've only got like hostels to stay in. And this one particular time we came to, we'd been a couple of days walking and um, you know, each people we were talking to, they having beautiful conversations and just really getting to know people. And anyway, this one night we'd got to this huge hostel and we were exhausted and there was like bump beds and um, there was a bump bed next to where we were and uh, Mohammed was on the top bunk, I was on the bottom, there was a couple on the other side. We'd not even met them, we'd got into bed and they were there. And there was a guy on the bottom and he was snoring so loudly, just snoring so loudly and it was like, we were exhausted and I was like, oh gosh, what am I supposed to do? Anyway, I thought, I'm going to have to do something because you could feel the energy in the room, everyone was getting frustrated with this guy who was snoring, so I thought, well, I might just take my ear buds out and throw them at him, but oh, that's not very, that's not very nice. So. It's not very healery. No, I know, it's not very healery. Anyway, so I decided to just get up and I just sat next to him and just stroked his arms sort of, and, he, and he looked at me and I said, do you want to just lie on your side? I said, you're snoring really loud. And he was like, oh, okay. And he was a big man. I was like, oh gosh. Anyway, so he turned on his side and I just threw a bit of healing at him. Went back to sleep. Anyway, next morning he got up and I could see he was a big guy. And I thought, oh, I'll just turn away. I didn't look at him. We got down for breakfast and he was sat there with his friend. His friend was sat next to me, he was sat next to him and the two wives were sat facing. I was like to Mohammed, oh gosh, because we were sat down, I was like, oh gosh. Anyway, his friend said to me, what did you do to my friend last night? I said, oh, I'm so sorry, did I offend him? He went, no, he said he, said he woke up, but he said, and he's seen you as the Virgin Mary. I was like, oh, he must have been dreaming. He said, no, he said, did you do some healing on him? Because he was like, she did something to me. And I was like, I said, oh, I might give him a bit of healing. Well, that was it. The bongos were out, this Catholic healer's with us, and, and the next thing, everybody wants to walk with us and talk, and it was just like, me and Mohammed were just laughing, going, oh, my goodness me, you know. But it was beautiful. It was just, do you know what it did? It, it sort of made me own it. Yeah. You know, I am a healer. Um, I never really owned it before that. I was sort of like, mm, yeah, I do healing. And, and what is healing? You know, I don't claim to heal anybody. You know, I'm just a vessel and I'm somebody to guide people through their darkness. That's really what I'm... People do their own work. You know, I'm just there to support them on the journey, so... Were people, like, queuing up to, like, see you? No, it wasn't like that. It was just, like, people would come and walk with us and then they were like, can I walk with you today? And Mohammed as well, he had the real... You know, the, yeah. he, he, he's such a spiritual, beautiful guy. He's completely on this path and, um, you know, so it was just beautiful. We just shared knowledge together and chatted with people and and we were only on the journey for a week yeah but it's a five-week pilgrimage um so when we were leaving everyone was like oh anyway we're going back <clears throat> we're going back to finish it um because it was probably one of the most profound experiences of my life absolutely yeah. beautiful and i mean you're talking you can be walking for 20 odd miles a day in the pounding heat but it's just like the absolute self-achievement is, is yeah. phenomenal. The blisters, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and what I was really proud of, my body didn't let me down, my feet did with the blisters. So I was like, you know, at my old age, I'm, I'm fit and well. <laughs> so yeah, and um, it just self, sense of achievement. So we're going back, we're going to finish it. Talk to me about that then, about owning it. Before, did you have like a bit of imposter syndrome? Where oh, you completely. Were, did you? Yeah. And was it at that moment you thought, I'm going to own the I am a healer. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. telling people that I am a healer. Yes, yes, I'm owning it. Yeah. No, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have people, and I'm very much about spirit sends people, and yeah. I don't, don't even know where the people come from. Because some weird things happen to you, don't it, and think, but you, you're just kind of like... <laughs> They're not weird. They're just meant to be. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, 
I will organise a ceremony, a cacao ceremony. I can I, I can organise a cacao ceremony in um, you know my friend's yoga studio, and the people that come, they have the most profound experiences. It's just absolutely beautiful. Talk to me about cacao because obviously I still can't get my head around it. What, so what, cacao is a pure chocolate, right? Um, and I get it direct from the farmers in Peru. Yeah, and it's a pure chocolate. And it's the first plant medicine for a lot of people because it opens your heart. And when you're in the right environment in a right ceremony and you are lay on a mat, because for me, any kind of ceremony, lay on a mat is healing. You're actually connecting with yourself because we're disconnected from ourselves. This way that we live, we are totally disconnected from ourselves. So lying on a mat, being guided through a ceremony with beautiful music. I mean, I use alchemy bowls, gong, all the beautiful sounds because sound is the medicine. This is the healing medicine. I didn't realise that. Yeah, it's the medicine, you know, because sound is actually, it's an internal massage and it's connecting you to yourself. And also we play um, medicine music, which it talks to you, it talks to your soul. So then you're listening to this music and it's like all making sense. So the music is very much guided, you know, I'm guided, I'm just a vessel really. When I speak in ceremony or anything, it's just, I get out of my own way. Let me talk to you about first conversation me and you had. I told you that I didn't have any trauma. (laughs) Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Can you talk to me about trauma? Yeah. From your perspective, okay. what is it? Okay, so trauma um, is actually a Greek word for wound. Okay, so we carry wounds. No matter what, we all carry wounds. And um, for some, these wounds are, you know, huge. You know, the trauma can be, you know, people think that... Um, I'm not trauma because I've not been molested or I've not... Yeah, that's, what, that's where my head was at. See, so that's where people get confused because yeah. those are the big traumas in life, you know, for, for <coughs> particularly children that, that, you know, go through these really deep traumas. Living in a domestic household is a massive trauma to a child, you know. Um, but then we have the other traumas in life where, you know, it can be you in the playground being bullied. It's yeah. a massive trauma because you carry that. A sense of not being good enough, a sense of not being liked. These are traumas that we carry. Um, you know, you could be uh, maybe have not had the right caretakers as parents who didn't truly understand your emotions and you, your emotional needs weren't met as a child. So that's trauma. Um, you know, particularly men, you know, as, as, as boys, don't cry. Boys don't cry. Not being able to express your emotions. Trauma. Okay, so that carries out in your in your relationships and your as you grow as a as an adult, it carries through in all kinds of relationships, not just your intimate relationships, your relationship with your children. So we go through things and we carry it as a paradigm. It's what your learned behaviour is. So what's a paradigm? A paradigm is what we learn and see. Children don't. We, nobody teaches us how to live in a family. We watch and learn. So if your caretakers, your parents were, you know, um, alcoholics or domestic violence, that becomes your normality. And you can break free from it because you're like, I do not want to be that person, but it still carries with you. So these plant medicines and healing is truly what we need to do because we all need healing. Society that we've been raised in now is so toxic to our soul. You know, this clock that we work with, you know, it's a social construct. We're constantly looking towards the clock, time. Who made that up? Biggest load of bullshit. You know, again, school is traumatic to children. Every one of us has been traumatised by school. The education system is way out of date. You know, and I just heard this week, um, schools now can't even afford to pay their staff. Right, okay. So teachers are in crisis and teachers can't teach. 
because they're working children towards these SATs at age seven and whatever age they are to, to pass an exam when actually they should be teaching children about emotion. You know, to, to, we need to retrain the teachers about children's emotional needs. They're not being met in the classroom. And, you know, and if they're not being met at home as well, these children are in crisis. So, you know, instead of dictating, I mean, I don't know about you, I mean, how many years did I spend learning maths, algebra? God, do I use that every day? Mm-hmm. Have you ever used it in your life? I don't know. Right. Okay, so all those hours we spent in the classroom when we could have been learning about life skills, we could have been out looking at the earth, learning about the earth, learning about how to grow, learning about, you know, emotions, being taught meditation, being taught yoga, all these beautiful things that we need to do to connect with ourselves. So yeah, we need to change, we need to change the, the um, education system completely. You know, but I mean, it, I heard the most saddest thing. I was out working on a retreat a couple of weeks ago. It was an all women's retreat um, in the lakes. It was very beautiful. Um, one of the ladies I was chatting to and um, she said, oh, I used to be a teacher. She was only young. I said, oh, you used to be. Why are you not teaching now? She went, I had to leave. She said, um, she said this one day, she said, I was teaching, I think she said seven-year-olds and we were doing maths. She said, and, um, she said, they were tired. She said, they weren't getting it. She said, I brought them out in the playground. She said, and I was putting them in groups, doing ads and takeaways, you know, as in, you me over there. She said, great, it was amazing. She said, I got called into the head at the end of the day. And he said, what were you doing? And she said, well, the children weren't getting it. And she said, and he reprimanded me. And I just said, I can't teach anymore. Now, to me, that's an inspirational teacher. Yeah. That's somebody who's taking the initiative to take those close children They're out of the classroom. They're inspiring these kids, don't they? Inspiring and actually doing what's needed to inspire. These are our next generation. Yeah. You know, but with this new 5D uh, vibration, all, you know, everything's failing. Government's failing. I mean, we can see that. That's just been an absolute joke, hasn't it? I mean, I don't watch television. I, don't, I mean, I was aspiring to be a politician. <laughs> Which, you know, I quickly realised that, you know, no matter how passionate, I thought that was my way that I was going to support humanity. I was, you know, I did politics and psychology at university. I thought that was my way. I knew there was a way that I needed to do something. So I got very involved in the politics and the local council. And yeah. oh my God, did I just see, you know, even no matter how passionate you are, and yeah. believe you me, I believe that these politicians go into it with passion and drive wanting to support humanity and, and, and their communities. But then what happens is they become part of a system. There's no getting away from it. They become part of the system. And the system is just about dampening the people. So we're not going to fight a system here. We're creating a new one. And uh, we're doing it. We're already doing it. There's a lot of light workers out there doing beautiful work, awakening people. And it's all about love and light. There's no big protest. We're not protesting. We're just taking our rights as human beings back, which is to be free, to be free to, to live the lives that we're supposed to. You know, and um, again, you know, the bigger picture, education needs to change, but our health system needs to change. This is where the biggest change is for me. You know, mental health, we need to, you know, hold our hands up and say, we've got it so wrong. It's the biggest pandemic. And you know what's the saddest thing? The UK is the most attractive market to the pharmaceuticals because we've got an NHS system and they've got guaranteed income. So, you know, unfortunately, when you go to your GP, your GP's got eight minutes to speak to you. They look at the symptoms, not the cause. You come to an energy healer, like myself, we go, we look at the cause of why you're feeling the way you are, what's going on for you. We go down to the trauma. <laughs> and yeah. that realisation is really where the healing's at. Yeah. So we need to go back to the root. So, yeah, I mean, and the, I'm, I'm a chair of um, um, Get Fit for Mental Wellness, absolutely phenomenal 
um, charity. We do all holistic therapies for mental wellness. Um, and it's evolving, you know, and this is where we're going to make a big change because we've got it all wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, so many people come to me, they've been in rehab, you know, they've got addictions or mental health, they've been in rehab, they've been pumped with medications, medications, medications. Mm. And, you know, I, I particularly the, the last couple of weeks, I've been working with a lady who went to a, a private clinic, uh, very famous which I've had three clients recently that have been to that clinic who have been put on psychotic uh, medication, been told they've got personality disorders and all these things, and are just dumb. Yeah. They're, they're just absolutely dumb. So, you know, with, you know, guidance from my um, GP friends and stuff as well, you know, getting them off these medications and supporting it with different types of plant medicines and life-changing life-changing oh, completely i mean one of the biggest experiences for me was obviously i talked about i've got no trauma obviously i got presented that i've got more trauma than i thought i was like fucking hell but um it was like if i sat across from let's a, just talk about what your intention was first my intention was to relinquish control okay because i'm always love to be in control but when I, when I laid down, I was like, right, Tim, this is how it's going to go, right? You're going to come up, it's going to be really nice, and then um, what, what you're going to do is uh, this, and then this will happen, then you need to see some nice colours, mm. and then it just went, that's not happening. Mm. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, are you kidding me? And then I got presented with something that I didn't even know that traumatised me. So no matter if I sat across from a counsellor or somebody within that industry, I couldn't have told them that. I can't escape my own bullshit, and that's really what I got from it. I was like, wow. And what One thing that really profound that you said to me, don't surrender to him, allow it. Mm-hmm. Once, I've, once I've changed that shift in my yeah. mind mm-hmm. that I'm allowing it, yes. It really starts. Surrender's the wrong word. Yeah, yeah. Surrender makes it feel like it's some kind yeah, of yeah, struggle. Yeah, yeah, like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to. Whereas if we're in allow, yeah. it's like it eases you. So a language language is yeah. our biggest energy. You know, yeah. we've got to be careful what we're telling ourselves. Yeah, because I don't want to surrender control. But no. I'll, but I'll allow it to. Yes, yeah, yeah totally different mindset. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so what, what what do these medicines do? And um, yeah. I'm a space holder. You know, I work for these medicines and I hold the space for the medicines. Yeah. Like I say, I'm highly trained in lots of different modalities. So if, if, if you go to a counsellor or the, all these different people, they've only got a certain amount of tools that they can do to actually to look at what's going on for you. Yeah. Whereas when you take these plant medicines, there's no getting away from it. They no go into the brain it. and they actually go and they show you because they go into your subconscious. Okay, because we are conscious now, conscious beings. Okay, and our subconscious carry all the traumas. So what happens is we get limitations on us, our limiting beliefs from trauma. So you've got a limiting belief. Yeah. Okay, through something that's happened to you that makes you have to have control. Okay. So these medicines will show you, and they will show you things, and the limiting belief becomes softer because you're actually showing it and you're aware of it. So you can actually work with that. So then you can start to work with the control. But you had no idea where that came from. So it's all about holding the space or whatever it is, plant medicine that you're using and just allowing um, and, and guiding it in a beautiful healing ceremony. You know, people can take these plant medicines recreationally. They're not going to get healing from it. They can actually t- take them into a bad place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if, if you'd have took this medicine and you were around the wrong energies, 
it would put you in a dark place. Yeah. So this is why it's important if you want to, you know, if you want to try plant medicine that you are with proper trained people and you're in a healing ceremony because the music and everything guides you. And also as well, you know you're safe. The big thing for you, Tim, was I'm safe. Yeah, huge. It was huge. Yeah, I'm that. safe. Because the, the, there was waves of um, darkness that were coming over me that mm. they were like, it were there. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't run away. I yeah. really want to. And then it was there. But mm. like, I always knew in the back of my mind, Sandra's there. Mm-hmm. I could see you, mm. this white light. I don't know if it sounds, but it preposterous. It's probably done to you, right? But I could see you walking around. Mm. And I could see the white light. And I'm just like, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm going to allow this darkness to come over me yes. yeah. so how how are we supposed to truly heal if we're carrying this stuff within us yeah. Tim you know and it's about that it's about looking at the shadows we call them the shadows which are part yeah. of us you know and what we can do is when we start to have awareness and understand that these shadows were there is and, and, and where they've come from or you know what's happened to us it's part of us yeah. you know it's not about actually um saying I'm going to recognise this trauma and that's it, it's gone. It's like, I'm accepting it. I know for a lot of us, I mean, your control has actually got you to where you are today. Yeah. You know, so be grateful as well. You know, it's with gratitude that it's got me here. Yeah. But part of my healing now is to to sort of work with that. So I'm not going to be in a stress state because what happens is if we're in a stress state internally, it causes disease. So understanding that this is something that I'm going to work on because I do need to make change. Because those people around yeah. me are it, suffering my control. Yeah. I, 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 one was, I mean, I told you this about, I saw my three faces of my impatience and it, it, they, they looked disgusting. Right. And, and I ran to work with the dog maybe five days later and he's sniffing. And I'm like, I want to run and I'm getting annoyed. And I'm like, and then I remembered it. I remember my face. And I was like, it's just a dog. He's just sniffing. Mm-hmm. And I just went, whoa well, yeah what beautiful how ugly must that be for me come on it's like to a dog I know. who just sniffs I know. and i was just like whoa what a beautiful gift what a beautiful moment <laughs> yeah beautiful awareness moment. you see yeah yeah awareness yeah. and what happens is you know people come and take plant medicine but it's within you and all the gifts keep coming yeah. You know, and it's understanding the integration, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, I hold um, ceremonies quite regular and I, get, I can get aware of some people who may be coming quite often and I'll say, you know, it's not recreational this and, you know, what have you implemented? That could easily be recreational, that could it? It could be yeah. a new Saturday night out and it's not about that, is no, it? No, completely. So, you know, and, you know, some people need to come, like I'll have people reading, I need to come to ceremony beautiful you know like people are coming regularly it's like okay but what have you done and they're the very you know and yeah. I'll, everybody's making change you know like and just some of the beautiful shifts it's just so profound Tim I can't yeah. tell you it's like you know it, it, it's amazing and, and and like you know even on the news last week people were talking about psilocybin um, you know and it's healing properties and science wants to you know um, work with psilocybin and, and you know I've um, worked with some of the um, scientists now who are doing clinical trials with psilocybin so they're putting somebody on a bed with two therapists at the side and a blindfold and it's like guys come on you know yeah. um, these medicines that's not going anywhere that is it but they're totally on board now with shamanic practice that these medicines need to be in an environment where you know they're going to take you on a journey and yeah. um, oh, yeah. the journey is the the, the key. The, 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 the sound there was sa- the sounds that happening. That blah, 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 blah. Mm. Like I don't just like fucking hell. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. The shift it was like shook all my body, and then yeah. another sound came in, and it 
just relaxed every I'm just like wow like you've got it locked mate honestly it is beautiful it is awful don't get me wrong there were, <laughs> it, it, there were points in it where next time Tim you'll get the bliss yeah I, I, rem- I remember one and I'll tell you this story I don't know if I told you this that I, I think it was about 19 and I smoked some weed and it was really strong mm-hmm. and, and I went into a shopping precinct to buy some and I, it was that strong that I got a panic attack right I had to throw all the stuff on the floor mm. and then leave the room. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that traumatised me. That got presented to me. My yes. breathing went. I was, I was like, wow. oh, fuck, fuck. I'm like, I, I, was on, I told you at one point I wanted to put my hand up, but I need to get off this ride, mm. Sandra. I, I, I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. And it came closer. I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. Please don't. Mm. Please not now. And, it, it just, and then it just went, whoa. Beautiful. And then after that moment, there was a moment of like absolute bliss. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, another blanket came over me, another darkness one. Mm. I'm like, fuck, you know, not again. Mm. Not again. But that just shows you, Tim, you know, we carry this stuff with us and yeah. it causes disease in the body. Yeah. So because, you know, our mind is completely where everything is, you know, it's, it's your health system is within the mind. Yeah. And the mind's not just up here, it's every cell of your body. Yeah. You know, stress causes physical, you know, stress is probably another pandemic you know people are stressed why are they stressed because what are we doing to ourselves yeah you know this constant treadmill of go 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 and you know and what's a mortgage what's a car it's debt what are you doing you know i mean and it's pressure break yourself free you know i mean i have people that come to me and they, 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 they'll go right that's it i'm leaving my job i'm, I'm leaving my wife I'm, I'm like oh no 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 sit with it yeah, 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 yeah. sit with it you know sit with it you know fine you want to take a different direction but work with it you know start to look at what it is that you what what your offerings to the world you know i can imagine that some people have lives aren't so good in the i'm going to call it the real world once they've had that experience like i don't want to go back to completely completely but it's like i say bring it with you bring it in your heart you will see things differently but bring it in your heart bring just remember the beautiful wow moments of this medicine and that you know you're on a journey now because you've been awakened, you've been yeah, yeah. okay? It's called a journey because you can't be shown everything at once. You know, uh, when I started on this journey, you know, and we've got to unknow everything that we did before, okay? We have to unknow everything. Um, and that's it, we all know nothing. And when you actually go, brilliant, I'm in allow now. My days are, I get up in the morning. Meditation's my biggest, biggest thing because that's where I connect and I get guided. Um, Do you teach people how to meditate as well? Um, I'm doing. I'm going to be doing a lot more. I'm going to be teaching a lot. Because it's hard, isn't it? Meditating. Well, the thing is, Tim, you're telling yourself it is. Yeah. And you're overthinking it. So meditation for me is probably the most profound thing that you can do for your brain because when do you actually sit and shut off? Right. Okay. This phone here has been destroy of, of of us human beings because, you know, it, and and again, you know, even myself, I have to be disciplined with my phone, you know, like so I'm not just scrolling on different things. It's actually, you know, and if we don't stop it now and start to meditate as human beings as we evolve, our brains are going to become smaller because we're not actually sitting and expanding the brain. So when we're moving from this uh, five sensory person into the sixth sensory. We can connect with higher sources, higher energies, everything, because we can connect. And how do we do that? We do that by silencing the mind and sitting in meditation. And I'm talking 10 minutes, Tim. If you can't do 10 minutes in the morning, 
as Buddha says, you need to do an hour. You've got to allow yourself that 10 minutes where there's nothing, no music, no sound, nothing, just sitting with yourself and actually closing your eyes and allowing that 10 minutes. And it's called a practice because you have to practice. People go, oh, I've tried it. How many times have you tried it? You know, I mean, my meditation's taken years to get to where I am now. So it's, it's, it's a practice because we have to practice it. And the more you sit with yourself, and to me, I'd sit in meditation all day if I got away with it. I'm in a different realm. I'm chatting away to all sorts. It's a beautiful place to be. You know, we've all got guides. We've all got our ancestors who are there to guide us. How do we call them in? You know? And unfortunately, we're in a society that wants to see to believe. Yeah. But whereas we need to believe to see. You know? So we need to start believing that these things are possible because everything is possible. We're living, we're moving towards this 5D, which is pure love. Okay, and when I say pure love, we're even going to have a language of love, which means we're not going to be projecting anger and all these things on people. We're going to be really selective and sort of sit with ourselves. And because <clears throat> what we're driven by now is the ego. So what's the ego? Okay. So the ego doesn't know highs and lows, and the ego will keep taking you to things that are bad for us. You know, addiction, addiction. So what's addiction? You know, addiction is not just alcohol and drugs. Addiction is workaholic. Yeah. Addiction is social media. Addiction is food. Addiction is porn. Addiction is sex. Addiction is all these things yeah. that we don't realize that we are trying to fill ourselves up with. So the ego will keep taking you there because the ego doesn't know the difference between high and lows. It will just keep taking us there. And the ego is parts of our personality as well that we've, we've created. Okay. But when we do this work, we're connecting to the soul. I mean, you experienced meeting all these yeah. people on a level where... Talk to you about soul. Okay, so the soul is our inner being. It's our, who we truly are. And our soul, we've, we've disconnected from it because of society and education and, you know, all these yeah. uh, prescriptive drugs. I felt like I connected to mine. Beautiful. Well, how I amazing. really did. It was amazing. Right, okay. I really so. liked who it was. There you go. Because yeah. every one of us have beautiful souls. Yeah. It's just this other stuff that we collect along the way, this this personality that we've this noise. created. Yeah. You know, this this identity that we've created. Yeah. You know, and, and within that identity, again, trying to seek happiness from the wrong things. So when we connect to our soul, our soul will make better choices for us. And you will start to seek your soul tribe, which are people that you are just connected to. And you don't even need, you know, a beautiful thing somebody said when they came to ceremony, uh, couple of weeks ago was um you know the one thing it's the first time ever in my life i've been somewhere where everyone leaves the ego at the door yeah you don't really need to know whether they're a mother or father what they do for a job no yeah. we don't even have them conversations yeah everyone's on a journey and everyone connects and nobody wants to leave <laughs> that's the big thing you know like it's like <laughs> what time did i leave it was about two o'clock isn't it Mad. yeah yeah. that's a beautiful Tim thing Tim because that's part of the healing as well yeah, is yeah. connecting and talking with people and like I say yeah. and, and we're all sat and uh, no, someone might be sharing an experience God I met with God or whatever and we're all accepting because that's a place when you can talk about your experience but I do say to people don't talk it away you know particularly one of my clients um, had the most profound experiences done ayahuasca and different things but came and did a deep journey um, on um, psilocybin and was like, oh, I said, now don't talk it away. And a week later, he rang me and he said, What does that mean, don't talk it away? Because okay, I really so like that. I, I, I will talk to you about this example of this, this, this particular person. So he said, 
I did the opposite of what you said. I said, what? He said, well, I was sat with my friends and I was telling them about my experience, you know, obviously in the pub with the lads. And they're all laughing at me going, you what? He said, and it was. I was like, was it real? It takes away from your experience when you talk it away. Right. So, you know, you could go and say to someone, oh God, I had this profound experience. I sat with my ego. What are you talking about? And then you start to question it. Was it real? You know, because so again, don't talk away your experience. Like me, with my first profound experience to do divine, I didn't talk about it. I couldn't talk about it. I knew it was something that was kept for me because, you know, it was like, oh, you know, this is for me. And um, so again, talking it away can do you an injustice, but you can talk to people that are on like-minded. You'll know, you know, when you start meeting yeah, like-minded yeah. people, you go, <laughs> bet they've done plant medicine. Because what the plant medicines are here to do is to raise our vibration. They're from the earth, okay? They are natural. So again, you know, the foods and drugs industry don't want to legalize them because they can't patent them. So then the pharmaceuticals, which own the world, you know, um, they don't want it because they can't patent it. They can't make money from it. Yeah. You know, but now they're starting to think, well, we could make money on the delivery of it. So we could maybe start looking at, you know, it's, it's the earth. It's our medicine. Yeah. It's our medicine from the land. And, you know, the tribes, you know, all the tribal people going back, our indigenous tribes, this is what they did. You know, they'd all sit around together and they'd take plant medicines and just go into different realms and get the answers for what's next. You know, and these other tribal medicines, I work with Cambo. Cambo's an absolutely beautiful medicine. I don't know whether you know Yeah, but that twice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, love it. You know, so the, the tribal men, they take that before they go for the hunt because yeah. they've got clearer vision, they've yeah, got yeah, the energy. Yeah. So, you know, um, Cambo for me is an absolutely beautiful medicine. Yeah, yeah. Um, it gives people a massive shift, especially people with addictions. You know, three days of Cambo, <laughs> you soon clean up your act. <laughs> you know, because, but, but also what the Cambo does is, you know, we get to the roots of what it is you really need to shift emotional wise. So each time it's like getting to the root of the emotion yeah. and just that consultation is really important to get to what's going on for that person. And that's what the purging in the bucket. So when they're going through a really difficult time with it, it's not an easy medicine. Yeah. You know, the, the beauty of it and it's just Massive like, release. You had a massive ooh. release from it, mate. Yeah. So again, this is, this is raising your vibration. Yeah. Because what we're doing with these medicines and they're here, they're natural. And, um, for me, it's just magic. It's just beautiful. It's bliss. And, um, yeah. So, I know, what my work, I know what my purpose is here now, and uh, this is what I'm here to do, and this is what I'm here to do. Let, uh, me, let me tell you about another, I know I'm going to talk it away, but I can do because it's you, right? So, I'm there, I've got my eyes shut, um, and I think it was part of the, the tribal section, mm -hmm. um, so I've got my eyes shut, and then all of a sudden, my, my vision went double like that, where I could see what I wanted to see at the bottom, and then there was this other shift, so it was like a split TV screen, and at the top there was an African tribe wow. round a fire, all looking at me, all bobbing reds like that, dancing. It was like I tapped into their ceremony, and they tapped into mine. Beautiful. Maybe that was one of your past lives. <sighs> Don't know. I was just like, how do I even make that up? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, if you're sat in the pub telling your mates that, they'd go, what are you talking about? What in Tim? the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> But wow, what what what, but what I think you I was just from that right. is that true connection. We go into that was a true well. connection right. with something. So, something exactly. I felt like were they doing it in Africa around the ceremony? Am I having mine and we've made a connection, Maybe. or Who is knows? it a past life? Oh, but that's for you. 
Yeah. You know, and again, you know, these things happen in medicines where, you know, I have seen many things. Yeah. You know, many, many things. Um, but, you know, as well, another skill that, you know, is coming in for this um, sixth sensory part of us is uh, visualization. We will be able to visualize, which I've been able to do since being a little girl. I just didn't understand that other people couldn't do it. When I started teaching life coaching and I was talking about visualization, it was like, nobody else does this then. <laughs> you know, actually visualizing something before it happens. Yeah. And visualizing it the way you want it to go. You know, uh, manifestation. We are manifestated, you know, but I mean, it's sold now as, you know, you do need to do this for manifestation and stuff like that. But really what we need to do is raise our vibration. So when we raise our vibration, manifestation just comes easy. It's like things just happen. Mm. And your manifestations change when you're on a spiritual journey because you're actually not seeking that happiness. For me, manifestation is healing, supporting people in healing. When I've got a ceremony, making sure that everybody gets a beautiful experience, that's my manifestations. You know, it's not, you know, and, and, and I'm particularly working with a guy at the moment and a very successful guy. And he's like, this spiritual stuff, he said, I really want it, but do I have to give up my new car? And do I have to give up my big house? I said, absolutely not. You know, people have this thing that spiritual people are all raving hippies. Yeah, we yeah. are internally. Yeah. But how we present ourselves to the world is, is absolutely your own choice. Yeah. You know, we don't have to be all, you know, and then you get these people who go, yeah, oh, I've got some crystals and I'm wearing my prayer beads and I've got some harem pants. I'm, I'm spiritual. I'm like, mm, right, okay. Are you being kind? Are you giving? That's spirituality. Spirituality is not a religion. It's just actually being the true kind person that you should be. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love that. You know? Yeah. People think this spirituality is some great big wow moment. Actually, who are you being kind to? Yourself first. And then everybody around you. And giving, you know. I mean, I've been truly blessed in my life that I've been able to give more than I've ever, you know, volunteering in all different aspects of my life. And, and even now, you know, I truly love to be able to give. Because it's within giving, receive. And I don't mean like uh, rewards. I mean in my heart. Yeah. The love in my heart is just like beyond anything that yeah. you've ever... Giving without expectation. Oh, completely. Yeah. So, you know, and people, I say to people, what are you volunteering in? You know, and if anybody's looking for some volunteering, you know, our beautiful charity, we're doing so much beautiful work. I, my vision for the charity is, and, and the, the vision of the board is, we want every GP to have access to our service so they're not prescribing that's a big statement. That's a big in that. But isn't that a beautiful thing? It's a beautiful and thing. And doctors want it. They want to be able to say, do you know what, before I prescribe you, because unfortunately, again, as society, we want the doctor to give me a pill. Not taking responsibility for your own mental wellness and your health. But we've been, it's a paradigm. That's what we, the NHS, unfortunately, has created illness. You know, because when the NHS was um, designed... Bevin was, you know, truly, truly a great man to think that, you know, I want to, we want to be able to heal people, you know, free from cradle to grave. But what that did was create people taking away their own responsibility for their health. You know, when, um, when free glasses came in, everybody became blind. When free dentures came in, everybody had false teeth. you know because people are just like oh well I'll get that because it's you know and again they'll go to the GP because and then they're complaining they can't get an appointment no because everyone else is going to the GP are you not taking responsibility for your own health as in is there something that I can do holistically what's my diet am I doing exercise you know so really and truly I'm looking at the whole body and and what am I doing you know this earth suit am I looking after it because we need to start healing ourselves and really that's what true healing is 
you might want to come and see a healer like myself to, to support you in your healing journey but it's healing yourself is really what it's about we're all we're all healers you know and we should all be healing ourselves and taking responsibility for your health because if you don't you know this earth suit's going to start breaking down you know and this is why these medicines are here as well because if you've got awareness and you know you're looking after your mental wellness you're going to physically look after your body because you're going to connect it all together you know and again you know when people take these plant medicines they get this awareness of nature they all of a sudden start to have this sense of responsibility about nature because again we all should individually have a responsibility for nature we are animals we are nature and when you actually connect them two together again what food are we eating is it coming from nature because i struggle now when i go in a big supermarket to look for food yeah, that i can actually eat yeah it's pure rubbish it's all packaged it's all processed and you know um, i have a plant-based diet and the reason i have a plant-based diet is because i'm an energy worker so you know i believe you know these animals that are kept cruelly and and, and um, you know and then slaughtered they're in fear so then that goes into the product that goes into my body and then i've got to work it out so you know plant-based is for me but again all these plant-based products that you can buy are full of rubbish we, we need we need these companies to get on board with we want healthy food we want access to it but i struggle to get access to the food that i want because it's not available yeah how much organic fruit and vegetables is available to me you know i've got to really source it so again it's it's how we're going to evolve and we need to strip it back humanity we need to step back this is why ceremonies are so important. All these beautiful rituals that we can do is going back to our tribal ways. You know, we're new tribes with new ways, but with the same spirit working beside us. It's the same spirit, but we're all creating these new ways of healing, which is for me getting on the mat, whether that be in a healing ceremony or whether that's yoga or whether that's meditation, we need to be at one with ourselves. And that's what healing is. It's actually connecting back to yourself, mind, body and spirit. So loads of exciting things, Tim. How do how do people find you? <laughs> Spirit sends them. Do they? I don't advertise my work. You got you're not on Instagram. You're no. not on Facebook. You're not anything. Maybe just a little post with little, some every other now people and then. that I work with. Might put a little post out on yeah. Facebook, or I might put a little post out for a cacao ceremony. But no, I don't advertise my work. My one-to-ones that come for me, just just recommendations. Um, no, no, no marketing there, Tim. <laughs> I don't think you need any, do you? Spirit, spirit sends them. And that's it. And that's what I was shown on the medicine. The right people will come. And again, you know, um, a lot of people who do my kind of work are, um, you know, sort of like real hippie types, which is beautiful. But then people don't really relate to that. Yeah. So for me, you know, being working... You come in from a total different... It's almost a bit scientific as well, the yeah. way you do it, yeah. which is good. Yeah, well, we need to because science and, and shamanic practice need to come together. Yeah. You know, science is amazing. It's done so much for us. But again, it can't, you know, um, I've had professors come to me, scientists come and, sh- and do a shamanic uh, healing and in a ceremony and they just go, oh my God, it's just questioned all my work. You know, one professor particularly who was working with cellular disease, cancers and things like that. And um, he was in a bad way. And I, I said to him before the ceremony, I said, you know, do you believe in your soul? And he said, no. I said, so you work with cellular z- disease? He said, yeah. And I said, you don't believe in the soul? So he said, no. And I said, and you work on dead bodies. You work on dead bodies to look at disease. I said, as an energy healer, we look at the soul. We look at the emotion attached to disease. I said, so, I said, how? And he's like, well, I just don't believe in it. Five hours later, he was crying like a baby. Oh my good God. He connected to his soul and he was like, 
I'm questioning my it's work. It's a beautiful thing, that, isn't it? It's There's nothing way, like it, is there? Nothing, there's nothing in the world. Everybody, that what we're seeking is this soul connection. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and this is why the plant medicines are so beautiful, because they propel you. Yeah. But again, being held in the right ceremony where it's safe, yeah. because uh, safety is everything. Everything. And you have to feel safe. And you have to know that you're with somebody that, yeah. you know, if you're going to go um, into those dark places, you're safe. Yeah, because if you, you know, if, if it was me and I was doing it on my own, first of all, I'd be really hesitant to it. And then second of all, I don't think I would allow it. I don't think I would have surrendered. I'd be f- basically fighting, yeah. fighting it all yeah, the time. Yeah. And by fighting it, then it would actually get even more darker, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I, I have people that say, oh, I had a really bad trip. I was in um, Amsterdam yeah. and I was drinking and smoking weed and then we took mushrooms. Oh, come on. Yeah. What else is going to happen? Um, you know, these medicines need to be respected. You know, I work with the spirit of the med- medicine and this is where the science part can't doesn't get it. Yeah. They know there's something going on there, yeah. but they go, okay, so um, I said, I work for the medicine. Then they're like, Right, well, we sort of get that. And I said, come to ceremony. And then they go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I get it. I get it. You know, so, you know, when we talk about magic and um, we talk about, you know, truly living in bliss, this is what it is. This is it. It's magic, isn't it? It is. It's like so so beyond anything that we know. And this is what the sixth sense is, you know, actually not having to see it to believe it, but actually believing it to see it. There there were were a couple of times where I kind of met myself Mm. and I was like, oh, I quite like you. That's your soul? Yeah. And And that is like, what a profound, beautiful moment. Yeah. Yeah. To to actually meet yourself and kind of go, oh. You know, okay, so I like we, you. I like who's looking back at me. Right, so Tim, the reason that we, we don't do that and we can't do that is because of the restraints of life that we've yeah. created for ourselves. Yeah. You know, this, um, you know, people will, 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 will be coming out of the ceremony and they'll go, oh God, I've actually got a house, I've got a car, I've got a job. Do I really, what have I got all these things in my life? Or do I, do I need all these stupid things in my life? Because yeah. they'll connect with their soul and their soul's going, hello. Yeah. <laughs> but our souls so just let me ask you a question you know how often before this experience did you think about your soul never I never really not thought of it like that I feel like I can understand it now where before obviously you, can, you just talk about it don't you okay yeah but that, that um, so you believe you've got a soul now yeah okay. yeah so you, will you continue to do work? To yeah, do, 100%. Yeah. There you go. So 100%. you're arising, you're very... Pro- I do it, I do it a little bit every day. I think about the what happened every single day. Wow. I feel like I um, did try to decipher now what happened within it. There were some really ugly moments that I'm trying to decipher as well. But I kind of, like you said, I don't want to talk about it. I want, I want to figure it out on my own and kind of it's go... for you. Yeah. But the, the thing is, the aftercare for me is very important for people. Yeah. You know, people have access to me or, yeah. you know, some of the other healers because sometimes we do need to talk through things. Yeah. And if you're going through a process and you're not understanding something, aftercare is everything. Yeah. So, you know, you've got access and, um, you know, maybe there's some emotional shift that needs a bit of further work. Yeah. Um, because again, you know, these traumas are there and we need to work through them. Yeah. So, um, and you'd be surprised what, tra- what, what trauma is to, some, to one person is not to the next, you know, like, and especially if you're an empath and, um, you know, if, you, if you've grown up a very sensitive child, you're traumatized by it. I was traumatized by everything. I was scared of everything and I was traumatized by everything. So I was living in fear, yeah. you know. It's and not good, that, is it? No, 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 no. I've had cancer. 
you know and that is probably part of because I've absorbed so many things in my life but I see cancer as my biggest gift because you know I've had that fear of oh my gosh I could die what a gift what a gift because that then gives me a whole new uh, outlook on life where I'm like, oh my gosh, Live in the this moment. life is yeah, in yeah, the moment, yeah, yeah. in the moment. Who knows what's around the corner? Yeah, and being at peace with it. You know, I've been through a lot of traumas in my life hmm. and um, taking them as lessons and blessings because I've been through all my traumas in order to be the best healer. Because no matter who comes to me in the ceremony or sat in that chair, I've probably been through <laughs> most of what you've been through. So having a true understanding is a beautiful gift. Yeah, that is a beautiful gift. You know, and... As, have people said to you before about them seeing you as a white light when they've had their eyes shut? Yeah, well, yeah. And and, and as well, like... Because when you said the word light healer before, that you are a light healer, it, light was, it was very distinct, it made, because you, you'd be behind me and you'd walk there, and as you came to there, the white, and, and then you put your hands on me at some point or another that I needed it because you could see my breathing or... Mm-hmm. But I was just like, wow. But don't forget, you know, I take medicine when I'm doing ceremony. So What's the reason for that? Because I have to be in tune with the ceremony, but also as well, I'm completely guided. I'm just a vessel. Yeah. I can read everybody in the room. I know where to change the music. I know where, you know, where to bring people up, down, everything. But that's because I'm on the medicine as well. Small amount of medicine. Because I have to be in tune. And as well, I'm just a vessel. Like, people will say, how did you know to come over at that point and yeah. do healing? And I'm just, I'm just in tune with what I'm told, I'm guided, you know. And uh, what's beautiful as well is so many people come to Sarah now that are like, I want to do this work. And I'm like, yes, you know, we need more people to be doing this work. So they're stepping up and they're actually sitting in ceremony. And uh, when they sit up in ceremony and they witness the ceremony from actually being sat up, not laid down, they're like, oh my God, I didn't realise how much work goes on. <laughs> you're over there, you're over there, you're over there, you know. And it's like, and the other healers, they're like, I said, yeah, it's a lot of work, you know. And also <laughs> DJing at the same time, understanding where the room's at, you know. And um, people will say, can I have your playlist? And I'll say, I have no idea what I played. Yeah. You know, I've got my lists of music, yeah. but I'm going in and I'm just... And yeah. go, What's that one you played at such a time? I'm like, I have no idea. And that's truly how you hold space with, you know, is knowing your room, knowing how, how where people are at and understanding that yeah. this needs, tempo needs to go up, this is going down. Even like, you know, like the gong for some people, it's so traumatic. But I'm like, that is because it's actually releasing energy yeah. within your body and it needs to leave. Yeah. So people will be like, the gong, it really disturbed me. I'm going brilliant. Because what it's disturbing, all that stagnant energy and trauma that's within your body and it's releasing you know, sound therapy is amazing. So, you know, if you can go to a sound bath, beautiful. You know, lots of places now, lots of people are stepping up and doing this kind of work. You know, just going lying on a mat for an hour with sound, doing yoga, all these things that you can do to raise your vibration because we need to raise our vibration. And people say, what does that feel like? You'll know. You know when you're raising vibration because what you're doing, you're being more self-love for yourself, more self-care. Also, things start to happen. The manifestations come. I mean. Miracles happen for me every day. They either do or they don't. That's because I believe they do. Everything comes from the mind. Everything comes from the thought. You know? It's it's all there for us. Everybody has the opportunity. Everybody has the opportunity to step up. And really, when you think of this beautiful world we're going into, because we are, <laughs> a million percent, as more as these people waking up, like I say, we're not fighting a system, we're creating a new one. And that's particularly in health. And um, I do believe those 15 years sat around a board table was for a reason. Yeah. You know, I remember um, being at an ayahuasca weekend <laughs> and uh, I 
think it was the Tuesday afterwards, I'm sat with the health minister in London, representing the trust, going, thinking, God, this is the biggest load of bullshit. They're all sat around and I wanted to just stand up and go, you all need ayahuasca! <laughs> but obviously I couldn't. Um, but I did ask some very grueling questions, which I felt was what I was needing to do. So, yeah, it's um, very strange, but, but beautiful. This life is just blissful. Yeah, I mean... Don't get me wrong, I mean, I mean when, me, when do you radiate at that level all the time? And I'll say, I do, but I still have, I have moments and I yeah. have times where I have to sit with myself, feel it and let it go. Yeah. And that's true, true raising your vibration when things come in. Yeah, when Sally put me in touch with you, I just knew that it was right. Um, but she said to me, it was, it's a beautiful experience. And when I was... Doing it in the moment, I was like, there's fucking nothing beautiful about this. This is <laughs> minging. But once I've deciphered it all yeah. and I realised what actually would happen, I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the only word that they can describe it. Mm. It was beautiful. Mm. Well, you know, and the thing is, people will come and they can have had a couple of beautiful experiences. They'll come one time and they'll found it really difficult. Yeah. And then within that difficulty, they've had their biggest shift. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Biggest yeah, breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. Now, particularly a guy who comes beautiful, got a young family, beautiful wife, um, you know, and he came because he was very, very stressed and he got a beautiful healing and f sense of calm. And then this one time he came and he said, I want a deeper journey. I said, are you sure? He said, yeah. And he went through the mill. He, he, he was like, I can't do this. I want, I want to come out of it. I said, you've got to sit with it. You've got to sit with it. And um, anyway, the next day he came to see me because he was, he was like in a bad way saying, oh my God. He said, I was actually looking at myself. He said, I thought I was the best husband. I thought I was the best dad. He said, but I seen myself shouting at my son. He said, I actually looked at myself shouting at my son and I could see my son's emotion and how, what I'm doing to him. He said, and I was like, what am I doing? He said, the same with my wife. And he said, I've gone home. I've sat all my family down going, this is going to change. And I am so sorry. And do you know what? Since then, he's living in bliss. He said, to that hardest time, he said, was showing me everything. Yeah. Plus, he was like, I'm never eating meat again. I'm giving up this. I'm giving up that. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, day yeah, time, yeah, sweet Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the thing when people do too much too soon. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah, yeah. So for him. Well, that's a beautiful moment for him, isn't it? Exactly, and like another moment for him was like um, he's really into football, forcing his son to come to football because it's it's his paradigm, not his son's, and realizing actually it doesn't matter if my son doesn't like football. You know what? What am I doing? And this is it. And this is and and the male, you know, particularly men. Um, I feel you know we want to we're actually running a men's retreat um, soon in February, and um, it's going to be just men because men need to heal. We need to yeah. heal the male. The male is very very confused about you know where they fit in the world now. Mm. You know, as the female, we've been suppressed, um, but we're we're breaking free from that. You know, and we're not here to override men and become stronger than men. We're here to stand beside you. But we should be able to be behave like a female. I know in my corporate world, I had to work 10 times harder than a man to be heard. I had to behave like a man. Yeah. When actually my feminine energy is where my beautiful power is. Agreed. I yeah. should be able to bring that feminine, nurturing um, female to the board table. Because that's really where change is going to happen. When we can sit together yeah, agree. and totally bring our gifts yeah. and actually share those beautiful gifts. Yeah. But the male, again, wants to suppress the female. And it's just a paradigm. There's no blame. There's no judgment. It's just that, you know, and for a lot of men, unfortunately, you know, they've chosen to get married and have children, but never left adolescence. So they're still engrossed in alcohol, drugs. And, you know, and I mean, you know, socially, 
fine but it's when they're not leaving it it's like they're continually you know mm. striving for those things and actually neglecting their families they're still in adolescence they've never left it and again that's due to trauma yeah and not stepping up and being the father yeah. being the proper husband partner yeah. and domestic domestic in a child work i feel like there's a lot more for me to do within within the ceremonies absolutely and what you're saying about the adolescence thing and stuff like that, the petulant child, the I'm not getting my own way bullshits. But that'll play out in your relationships. Yeah. You know, so you wonder why, you know, these things are happening in relationships. So, and, and you know, particularly for the adolescent man yeah. who's never left adolescence. So, you know, his needs, it's always his needs. Well, what about me? What about me? Why, you know, why are you not giving me attention? Why? It's adolescent behavior that you've never left because of the traumas. Mm. Um, so it's, it, it's no judgment. It's just the awareness that, shit, I've got some work to do there. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? The male, again, you don't know how to behave with females anymore. Does she want me to open the door? Yeah. Does she want me to pay for dinner? True that, isn't it? Does she want me? Does she want me to pay for dinner? Um, you know, because what does she want? Yeah. You know, and um, you know, people say to me, "What do you want in a man?" I just want a man to put his arm around me and say, "I've got you." And just be kind. And be kind. Yeah. That's it. I don't need anything else. Yeah. And that's the thing is, everything we need is within ourselves. Yeah. Everything you need is within you. Everything I need is within me. And if I choose to have a relationship. I don't seek the things that I need from a relationship. And that's where relationships go wrong. Because you are actually seeking for that other person to bring you all the things that you need. Yeah, yeah, that you know, you're missing. That you're missing within yourself. So yeah. that's why the, this healing that you're doing is, wow, you radiate at a different level. You're not seeking and really seeking from another person what you really need to seek from yourself, which is the inner healing. This is all about inner healing. That's basically what it is. So the inner healing is bringing to the surface the traumas, the wounds, and um, recognition for them, respect. Like I say, your control thing, it's actually got you to where you are today. Yeah. Be grateful for it, but also maybe start now to do the work on it, which is, because it plays out in your, in your personal relationships as well, yeah. with control. There's times that it's good and there's times that it's bad. I've just got to realize, you know, like the running with a dog or like, just like, come on. What a beautiful gift though. Beautiful gift. Beautiful. So you just see the world completely different and mm. those around you. So then, you know, you get people that come and they're like, I want to change the world. And I'm like, yeah, we will do in small little bits. If we all, if we all individually heal ourselves, we automatically heal our family. Yeah. Because we start to, we start to radiate different. And then when we do that, we can step up and start to heal our community. That might be going, doing some, you know, some work in the community or, you know, or like for me, you know, providing cacao ceremonies, sound therapy, all these things that I can do for my community. Um, and also my other ceremonies. Um, so then, and it radiates out. So if each individual one of us do that, what a beautiful world we'll live in. You've got an amazing community around you, haven't you? Yeah. That you've... Yeah. That have been created, that have come, you know, and yeah. uh, the soul tribe. Yeah. And your soul tribe is is there and it's like and you don't have to give up other people in your life of course not it's just that you know where you feel comfortable with people you know where you know you know where it's like safe to talk about your experiences yeah. and um yeah and i mean i have a lot of people who come who are in relationships but they come and the partner doesn't come because they're not interested and they're like but they won't come and i said it doesn't matter you heal and you'll heal them at the same time then they, they maybe even never need to come to ceremony or never need to take this path but just Allow them to be, because your healing will heal them. Allow them to be. Because, you know, you're not going to be then going into the the needy, uh, you know, and creating these this vibration between you, because, you see, you get triggered, okay? You get triggered, yeah. okay? So what's a trigger? A trigger is a weapon of war. 
And what we've got is our ammunition within us. So the trigger will activate and you've got ammunition within you, which is your whole nervous system. So you can either go into that and be triggered and go, which is creating this, this purging arguments, whatever it is. And, and yeah, da, da, da. that person's triggered you, but it's nothing to do with them. It's your trigger from something that's happened to you. So when you reverse that and go, oh, I've been triggered. It's my shit. I need to walk away and go and sit with that. Total different vibration. Total different vibration. Okay. Yeah. So you're Extreme being triggered. Extreme ownership, yeah. You're being triggered. Yeah. Because it's your shit. And it might have been stuff that you don't understand. And this is where the true healing comes in. Because you can go and sit with it. Yeah. And say, what is it that's attached to that? Why have I been triggered? Yeah. And then sort of the partner, if they've got that awareness, what a beautiful, beautiful relationship. But again, if you're working on your stuff and you're reacting like that, they're going to start reacting like that because you've got awareness. So you can bring that to the relationship. I'm sorry, you've triggered me, but I'm going to go and sit with that. Oof. You know, it's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. Oh, it's an absolutely beautiful thing. And if we all... And we're not just talking about intimate relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family Friends. relationships. Yeah, 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 yeah. Friendships. Yeah. I'm not going to react. I'm going to walk away yeah. from it and I'm going to sit with it and wonder why have I been triggered because it's my stuff, not yours. Wow. And then seek help for why you're being triggered and maybe what, what kind of um, trauma you've been through. And again, yeah. trauma, there's big T trauma, these big things like you said, that conversation we had on the phone, the consultation, oh, I've got no trauma. And I just yeah. laughed to myself. I think, oh, here we go. <laughs> Here's another rub, one. Let me rub my hands together. <laughs> Because these are the people that, you know, and it's funny because, you know, um, I have healers that work with me and we work beautifully together and, um, you know, people will walk through the doors and particularly big guys and Mm. like like this and they'll just look at me and they'll go, you'll soon sort his ego out. (laughs) And honestly, and the next thing, they're having this massive awakening and they're just like, like little boys. Oh my God, I feel amazing. That was just beautiful. And like, yeah, "Yeah, there you go. And the whole ego drops and it's like beautiful. Because this is who you truly are, yeah. you know. And identity is everything. So, what I say to people, and people will come to me for a one-to-one who's going through trauma, yeah. split up, break up, lost yeah. job, whatever. And I go, amazing opportunity to reinvent yourself. We should be always reinventing ourselves. Yeah. Okay. If you're staying in the old tin, you need to keep evolving. You need to keep creating yourself, becoming the new identity, and choose it wisely with intention every morning you get up what's my intention for today you know and if we do that miracles happen manifestation happens because you're raising your vibration because your intention is put out there i mean the universe gets confused whether you call it god universe or whoever it is that you decide is our higher energy as long as you believe there's a higher energy something bigger than yourself completely bigger than yourself and if you trust and you give it intention but at the same time, be and allow, you know, I don't want to be so structured and controlled because if you're controlled, I, mean, I wouldn't be living this life if I, was, if I was living the way I used to. I was very controlled about organising everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plant medicine took, stripped me away of that. I would not be doing this work. And what a sad thing, you know, yeah. that I wouldn't be living this beautiful life. So I've got to get out of my own way. Just get out of my own way. Stop with the... That's the problem I've got with meditation. I, I, I'm doing meditation, not being meditation. And now I'm going to practice that, what you've just okay. said. So people have said to me, what do you get from meditation? I'm like, I don't get anything from meditation. It's what I lose. I lose the anger. I lose the victim. I lose the shame. I lose the guilt. I lose the... It's losing all those shadows, what meditation gives you. Yeah. So yeah. just... I'm trying to control the meditation of again, you, you see. Are. 
of course you are. That's the problem. So what I said to you at the beginning is unlearn everything that you know. Right, so. so that's all about unlearning everything that we know. As, as human beings, yeah. we've evolved into this toxic, <clears throat> greedy, um, controlled human being. We're moving away from it. We're moving away from that now and we're becoming pure love. And that's what it is. And if you're coming from a vibration of pure love, you can't but be kind to yourself first. You can't but be kind to other people. You know, where have we gone as human beings where we don't even go and check in on our neighbour? Or we don't even actually go and check the elderly guy down the road and see if he wants milk while I'm going to the shop. You know, where is where have we gone? Wow, what have we evolved to? These selfish people, you know, and the more that we can give back and go and volunteer and do something. That will give you more joy in your heart because you've got significance. Yeah? Oh, yeah. So my volunteering has given me more pleasure than anything I've ever done in my life because it's also given me an opportunity to work in an environment where I can feel like I'm truly giving. And um, we all should be doing it because, you know, volunteering yourself to go and do something and give, it feeds your soul. It's connecting to your soul. As long as you're doing it with the right intention that you want to help others, then really and truly that's one of my things that I say to clients is, you know, what are you doing? What are you giving? And then someone says, well, I give to charity. Financially, that's nice. What much time are you giving to yourself? You know? And also when we look at the big world, you know, like Ukraine, the war, I can't get involved in that because I can't actually have an impact. So, you know, I don't watch the news and I don't do, because I can't, I can't put that in my vibration because I can't impact on that. But what I can do is, like at the local church, they're doing a fundraiser for Ukraine. So actually I can go and volunteer my time there. Or I can go and bring some donations for that. Or I can give some, you know, I can, I can go and offer my services. Yeah? yeah. So we can do the things that we can do locally for the imp big impact in the world. You know, and a lot of these charities, unfortunately, you know, you see these big charities that are supposed to be feeding third world countries and different things like that but a lot of it's just money you know the money doesn't actually directly go there and it's like quite sad you know that you know we, we actually think we're giving to something when actually it's been misused so be careful you know be very wise about where you're going to actually give your energy and where you're going to give your money where's it truly going yeah. how does someone choose to come and see you mm -hmm. what, what 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 decision do they need to, what choice do they need to make in their mind to come and see you um, usually the, somebody has mentioned that they've had an experience and they go I want that I need that I'm searching for it because their soul it's their soul that's their soul breaking free going hell you're gonna, you need to you need to break free so it's their soul making the choice not them without you really realising that because I'm sure when Sally was talking to you your soul was going uh, I think you might need this yeah it's weird that isn't it and I've right? never thought of that okay because I'm sure you've had conversations with people about other things, but you're Yeah, I have, yeah, but it just, like, I felt like I'm just doing it just for the, maybe the sake of doing it, where when Sally said about you, and mm -hmm. you, it was right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's it, because your soul knows. Because we met before we came here. Our souls met before we came here. We all met before we came here, and we knew we'd meet at this time to be able to erase our human experience. That's a podcast from another time, that, isn't it? Hey. That's a podcast for another time, that. Oh, there's plenty of podcasts. <laughs> but seriously, we, we, we all put our hands up at when, before we came and said, we were told that when you go to humanity at this time, you, actually our generations have gone through the hardest time for humanity because of greed and consumerism. Yeah. You know, it's been a really hard time for us as human beings because we've got lost in it. The stress, the anxiety, you know, prescriptive drugs, 
you know, recreational drugs, alcohol. We've all been using these things because we knew we didn't feel right. And there's no judgment. We don't judge anybody. It's just like there is another way. So we have actually been through the hardest time. It wasn't generations ago when there was lack of food and no shoes. They were beautiful times. Yeah. You know, because people valued the food that they ate. People valued when they got a pair of shoes. We were in so much greed that we didn't mm. value nothing. What's next? What's next? You know, and then the whole consumerism, you know, going on an all-inclusive holiday, spending an absolute fortune, and, and greed again, drinking as much alcohol as you can, eating as much food as you can, when actually what you should be doing is going and taking your family in a tent down with nature, swimming in a river. and Agreed. You know, there's no expense needs to be there. Yeah. You know, going doing some fishing with your with your, with your kids. Yeah. Uh, going doing going for a walk in nature. What have we been doing? For God's sake, we need to wake up from this bullshit. You know, I'm not saying you can't have a holiday. I'm just saying be very choosy about where you're going to spend your money and wake you, up from this bullshit. Hmm? I love that. It, it's just all everything's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I totally <laughs> you know, agree. When you step on the other side of it and you see, I, mean, I see what's coming, and it's such a beautiful world, and I guarantee you. Um, for those that are questioning where they're at in their lives now, it's because we're in a vibrational shift. Friday, 11, 11, 22, is going to be an absolute portal and it's going to open and we're all going to feel differently. And for those that are not on the path, um, they will start to suffer because they're going to be, you know, they're going to be still stuck in the whole consumerism. And like I say, you can have all these beautiful things. Of course you can have all these beautiful things. But at the same time, you know, connecting to your soul is what part of me is being kind? What part of me is giving back? What part of me is mm. part of this collective change? What can I do? You know, and um, for me, I see the big picture and I know what's coming. And um, for me, I really feel like um, the mental health within the NHS is really where we're going to make massive impact. We need to hold our hands up and say, we've done it all wrong. We need to do true healing. And true healing is getting people down on that mat, getting them connected to themselves, whether that's in cacao, meditation, sound, all these beautiful things that we can do um, to raise the vibration. So, yeah. I'm going to leave it there, mate. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave, end it on that. That's perfect. Um, if anybody wants to get in touch with Sandra, I'm sorry you can't. <laughs> no. um, but you could just message me on um, Instagram yeah. and I'll, I'll, I'll get you in touch. Thank you so much, mate. Oh. Appreciate it. I'm excited the journey I'm going on oh, with I'm you. So We're excited. excited the journey I'm going on together. It's going to be it's The thing sick. is, Tim, this is it. You know, and yeah. For me, my beautiful, beautiful uh, thing is to see where people come and where they grow and, yeah. and just, just, just walking beside you on that journey. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm only holding space for you. It's amazing. You know, and um, have so much fun on the way. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Goodbye. You're branding with the best in mana, but what you're branding with the best in mana, but what you're branding with the best in mana, what what you're branding with the best.